podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello, welcome back to This Is Happening. This is your host, Nathan Streifel. And I'm Eric Morris. And today we're joined with the hilarious, laugh out loud, funny, cute, adorable, <laughs> ageless <laughs> Zach Noe Towers. Hello! <laughs> Zach? Oops. Oh, I love that. It was in stereo. <laughs> we were so excited what to talk an effect, about you. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, your, your name, I think, kind of got a little. So, Zach Noe Towers, uh-huh. thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Um, Comedian, mm-hmm. um, yeah. no pressure. I know. No pressure. He's gonna be uproarious. Uh, yes. I, 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 I filled with laughter. Strifle's listening all these adjectives. I'm like, God damn it! It's nine thirty <laughs> in the morning. I'm like, no. It's like when you go into an audition, they're like, be funny, and you're oh, like, God. ah. <laughs> I know you were so enthusiastic about nine thirty in the morning too. I am a morning. Per- I've been up since six. Uh, yeah. Like I'm a morning. Oh my god! I'm a morning a person. Sunday. Yeah. Well, also doing comedy. Like I don't have like a concept, a, a strong concept of days. You know what I mean? Right. I, it just goes in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's no like strong weekdays on comedy, or Mondays are probably a little. Uh, the, the, I mean, mainly it's like Thursday through Sunday if you're th- Thursday through Saturday if you're on the road. Sometimes a Wednesday right. show, sometimes a Sunday show. Right. But in general, just doing like this, like the comedy thing. And you can understand like your schedule's all over the place. My day is just bleeding. Yeah, for sure. Together. It just doesn't have any sort of concept yeah. of weekend. Right, right. It's so it was like, really yeah, Tuesday. I enjoyed Tuesdays more than Sundays. I think. Yeah. You know. For sure. How long have you been doing stand-up? Um, like seven years. Oh. Yeah, it's a long... They say give it 10 before anything wow. big happens. I mean, that makes sense. 10 years, you work on something, a craft for 10 years, you know, and then eventually you start to become... Of course, that, like, bit. known in your field. Like, yeah, exactly. There are a lot of people making a living doing this and other things, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. At year 10, it's like, oh, like, people know about you. Yeah, how many, like, well-known marine biologists are there at 10 years in? right. Hit that 25-year mark. And then and dolphin, then. dolphin, dolphin, dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> she gets the dolphin award every year. I don't know that I can name any marine We're, biologist. Can you? Uh, well, who worked with Free Willy? Yes, um, the one on the movie. That's not <laughs> Jane Goodall was marine biologist Biology. of monkeys. Yes, she was a not at all. A marine <laughs> she was a terrestrial marine biologist. There we go. A, a land the, marine biologist. Yes, exactly. She doesn't use the word marine at all. <laughs> 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 What was who was Jacques Cousteau? Uh, Jacques you know Cousteau, what? yes. There you go. <laughs> he was like kind of almost more of an explorer, though. But, but I think in the he marine, must have he been did. a marine biologist. He's, Something. Yeah, he I think biology. you're right. You found or an one. ocean enthusiast. He, and he, you he know, certainly was that. <laughs> Jacques Cousteau was not a household name ten years on. No, sure. he like he like just hit his stride like two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> he like popped on Instagram. <laughs> Long after. His- and you're only seven years <laughs> in, so you're ahead of the curve. A little bit, maybe. Who honestly? Well, well, exactly. Zach, you've already made it, so this is happening. Oh my I mean, god! This is, like, this is crazy. This isn't like the imprimatur of success. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're Hollywood adjacent right now. I feel very Hollywood adjacent. Well, we're Under literally the sign. in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can almost see the sign if there were You were in the there. cutest part of Hollywood. It's a cute park. Which we won't give the exact location. Sorry, stalkers. I'm going to drop a pin. What if I just scream the address? <laughs> and here. Hey, everybody just did the podcast here. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't stop me there if I tweeted it, tweeted it to my 2,000 followers. Uh, you know what? We'll take it. Yeah. yeah we'll take it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we would take the What, what episode is this? Oh, this is going to be episode 25. Is it one, a weekly? Weekly. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Isn't that, it's kind of a milestone. Oh, my God. Almost half, almost almost half, half year. There. Yeah. That's very cool. And Zach also uh, does a podcast as well. Yeah, Killing Time with yeah. Deborah and Zach. And that is, is that a weekly? Weekly. Yep. Half hour. Half hour. And, and we, we really talk about nothing. And you have no guests. It's just you No, two. just me and Deborah D. Giovanni. She's, she's like Canadian, Lu- I almost said Louis C.K. She's like the famous comedian in Canada. If that oh, makes sense. That's awesome. So, like, when Canada I Canada produces, I feel like, really good artists. They do. But we don't always... It doesn't click 
for us. Mm-hmm. Like their 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 success does not translate to America, at least not right away. Justin Bieber. Yeah, sure. Right, that's two, but there's probably like 800 of them trying. Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy. Do you guys watch Shit's Creek? Yes, that's why I mentioned it. I have not seen it. It's on Netflix, too. Three seasons. Four seasons. Four on Netflix? No, Netflix. Um, But the fourth just came out? The fourth one, yeah, has has completed. Um, And it is... The fourth one is the best, I think. Catherine O'Hara. Oh, she's a goddess. Oh my god. You know, she, she just plays this crazy character, wears all these wigs. Yeah, do you know the concept? Super the rich concept, family loses all their money except I for this tiny town they the, own. I think first three episodes back when the first season aired, and then wow. I just kind of. Um, and they're, t- they're talking about, like, what they have to. One of them has to move out of their hotel room because, like, they're sold out and they have to give it up to a paying guest. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and she's like, well, you know, we can't. Eugene Levy says, you know, we can't move. I mean, we didn't. What about all your mother's wigs? We, we'd have to move all your mother's wigs. And she said, oh, can you imagine? Not one of you is trained. <laughs> oh, God. The voice she puts on in that show is oh, so... Her, yeah, the accent. Oh. Like, oh, it's just... it's. Priceless. So everyone go watch Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah. Pause the podcast. Yeah. Pops, <laughs> well, see you Creek, later. That's right? what the podcast is. Thanks for the sponsorship. Wait, Shit's Creek. Canadian-wise, they're both Canadian. They are. Yeah, they started at, at CTV in Toronto. And wait, do you um, have a Canada vibe about you? No. Okay. No. You just said CTV Manhattan. out of nowhere. Where are you from? St. Louis, Missouri. SCTV. Yes. SCTV was a Saturday Night Live like. For Canada show, which that, that then started airing after <laughs> Saturday Night Live. It was on NBC for a long time. Oh, but it's so and, and SCTV is like Second City Television, right? So Second City and Second City, <laughs> they call they call Toronto Second City. They also call Chicago Second City, but. Um, Isn't Chicago literally called like the second city? It is. Or Toronto some, and Canada or, and Chicago are very interchangeable. I somehow like. Toronto like really took that. How am I just hearing well. this? Well, I lived in Chicago and people were. It's like we're on the other side of the lake and people are always like, "This is basically like the can the Canada's." Chicago. Chicago. Oh, okay, okay, you like mid mid size big city. Similar bathhouses, similar <laughs> <laughs> public <laughs> parks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they God. do have a similar bathhouse there. Steamworks. Oh, okay. So I've been to the Chicago, and I haven't been to the Toronto. And I love that you've been to it, both of them enough to know that they're very similar. No, no, no. I have never actually been to Toronto. I just hear through the grapevine <laughs> that you've got to check out their bathhouse. The, the bathhouse is good. So if you're in Toronto. I've been to Toronto, to the Toronto Film Festival, but never went to a bathhouse there. I did go to a strip club. Have you performed in Toronto? I have. Um, I, I, my Deborah taped her hour special this past year at um, JFL in Toronto, J, uh, just for laughs. Yeah, oh, yeah. And um, so we were on tour, and we flew over there for two nights for her to tape her. So were you on show. tour together? Uh, I was featuring for her. Yeah. Oh, so cool. It was, so- she's ta- she takes me, she's taking she took me under her wing about a year and a half ago, and uh, she'll bring me out to big shows, and I get, I'll get to do a half hour like opening for her. And awesome. She's and headlines. she's like um, LA based as well. Yep, we live two streets apart. You Have also you- opened for Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah, Bob's okay. So Bob, <laughs> um, Bob and I both performed on an RSVP cruise Fun. like three and a half years ago. This is so crazy. It was was be- Johnny McGovern on that one? Johnny McGovern and I shared a room. What? Oh, no way. That is and so he's a wild. giant. And you know how small those rooms are? So I'd come home. I was drinking at the time. I'd have to crawl like his legs would extend over the bed and almost hit the wall. So I'd have to like climb over his legs to get to like my bed. Were you on his podcast to talk about that? Maybe like years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I so love his thing. podcast. Oh my God. Shout out to Johnny McGovern. Johnny McGovern is Surely a not real. <laughs> Does anyone listen to any? People do listen to podcasts. They I do. Like, We've got a good. People do. I mean, yeah. Hundreds, of, hundreds of, of thousands of listeners. Well, well, well a few hundred. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred, a thousand times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, on that cruise, um, it was before Bob was on the show. And so he was on the yeah before he was on Drag Race yeah yes. and um Kathy and Jimmy was also performing on the show the boat oh, Do you guys know her amazing. yeah I, really, yeah, I made a course. movie with her oh what movie 
It's called Say Uncle. <gasps> I love it already. Mm. Was it about pulling? <laughs> I wasn't pulling fingers. That's something different. <laughs> no, it was about, a, it was about a very naive guy that is mistaken for a child molester and. Uh, and and hijinks and hilarious too. <gasps> no, what so it was a dark comedy. comedy. Yes. Okay. I, I I now I don't want to say a lot about it. You know. Oh, has it not come out yet? Oh no, no, no it's, it's been it's, it's, old, it's been old, out. Oh, it's come and gone. Oh, great, great, great. <laughs> I hope it's streaming somewhere so I can find it tonight. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we were on the ship, Kathy and Jimmy. Oh, so um, Bob's shows were so popular. He had two one-hour shows, and he was the host of the stand-up shows. And his shows were so popular, they added a third, like the second to last night of the cruise. Kept getting standing ovations. It went for, instead of an hour, like almost two hours, he just kept performing and stuff. And then I got to go to dinner that night with Bob, Kathy, and Jimmy, and like like her assistant and someone else. And at dinner, she called RuPaul and was like, I found the next winner of your show. And then fucking... And then the next season of the show. So Kathy and Jimmy is the person who picks RuPaul's Kathy, who's going to be on next? <laughs> <laughs> Kathy just, like, throws a dart at, like, a board. soon, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting on this show. <laughs> but, yeah, Bob and I became friends then, and then since she'll bring me out uh, to open for, like, for her special, for her taping uh, and, like, yeah, other big that, shows. Um, I think I saw it, actually, that, that uh, special, okay. suspiciously, suspiciously large woman. Large yeah, woman. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you were the opening The act. opening act, yeah. Zach got, got me on a Bob the Drag Queen. Um, <gasps> oh, my God, yeah. Music video. I was supposed to do a Bob the Drag Queen music as video. video. <laughs> Strife and I were bartending together. As we were bartending, I got violently sick. Like, you know when something hits you, like a, a brick wall, and you just fall to it? That's what happened, and then yeah, we, and it was supposed to be the easiest, shortest shift ever. We were both supposed to get out. We both it was a podcast. It was a podcast, I think. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I think it was like an NPR thing. Mm-hmm. They had staff for a podcast. What? Well, we're yeah. bartenders. It was a <laughs> <laughs> we called them off today. Yeah. <laughs> Go to church. Yes, I will take some more sparkling rosé podcast bartender. Thank you. We do need a personal pendant. Yeah, I got super sick and then... Yeah, over the course of the night, Zach was just like, oh, I think I'm really sick. And then he finally was like, I'm so sick, I have to go home. And you were supposed to film a music video with Bob. I was supposed to be like a thirst, like a little slutty uh, elf, not elf. You were about uh, to say thirst trap. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You were a thirst trap in the video. Um, You were clickbait. Like, if there was a still of like Strife like twerking his ass like on the like I'm gonna watch this twink shake his rump um but yeah it was like a Christmas video wasn't it yeah it was Decaho Decaho um, checking out Decaho yeah, Bob the Drag Queen it's hilarious but, yeah Zach was like you wanna do this for me and, and I was like oh yes I do I do wanna be in a Bob the Drag Queen music video so it was so great yeah, I was so, I felt so bad. You know, you know, you're really sick when you like turn down an opportunity to like perform or yeah, for like, sure, be for in sure, something. Yeah. But I'm glad it worked out. You're still alive. I'm still alive. Thinner I, than ever. I lost 14. I had like a horrible stomach thing that it lasted like six days, right. and I lost like 14 pounds. Mm. And like that's a lot of weight for a, yeah, a no. small person to ten percent. Sign me up. For that. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I took some thirst trap photos after <laughs> yeah. that. Actually, I was like abs. <laughs> I was like white. You could see like the veins in my face, but like the body was. <laughs> How do you do that podcast with that Canadian comedian whose name escapes me? What's your name? Uh, Deborah DiGiovanni. Right. Or DiGiovanni. How do we do it? Do you do with it? microphones? I know, but do does she live in Canada? Do you no, no, do no she lives a block away. She's been in LA now for like I think four years, okay. and. She's just still, she's like the rest of us, like really hoofing it, trying to like make a name for herself and like pop over here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so do you, do you do it at your guys' houses? We take turns. Like she comes to me or I come to her. Oh, cool. Nice. It's cute. It's really basic. And it's called Killing Time. Killing Time. Yeah. And just, uh, it's just, you pick your own topics for the week. Yeah. It's like we recycle different things. Like, and we try to talk, don't, we don't talk about anything for more than like five minutes, but it's like movie, cute boy of the week. Uh, Zach's hookups. Zach fucks a lot. <laughs> nice. nice. And all those different things. But yeah. I don't know that I'd want to talk about that on the on the podcast. I haven't thought of the repercussions at all. <laughs> We've I I in the very first episode I revealed I had had a genital piercing in my past and it's 
not come back to haunt me. Well, my, my sister said when she heard that, she's like, I'm out. <gasps> like, no. Interesting. <laughs> Is she she's older? Like, no, younger. Oh. But she was like, you know, when I heard taint piercing, I was like, okay, I'm done. Your <laughs> sister would not make it through the first two and a half minutes of my podcast. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. I speak very frankly, yeah. frankly about my sex life. Everybody that's not interested in those things, there's like 10 gay guys that are like, this is exactly what, what I, I want to do. <laughs> well, that's kind of the brilliant part. She's a 47-year-old woman, uh-huh. and I'm me. So and so to, we bring a yeah. different array of topics to for the table. For sure, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. In this day and age, I don't think you can be too unfiltered or uncensored. I think Candid is like kind of of the times. So yeah, this I just, yeah, it's interesting. I think it would be a little more daunting for me, that kind of a podcast. So if this was just us, like, all right, let's talk for an hour, you know. It's easier with the guests. Like, it's, it's good to have a focus. Oh, for you know? sure, um, for sure. I mean, you guys could do it. We do we talk could. about ourselves. A lot. Sometimes, we do. I mean, sometimes maybe too much. Well, I've, I've also had that criticism. You know, my father was like, why don't you just like let this You're airing out all of your family critiques on the And I was like, you know, it's not for you, Dad. Your dad's like, I stopped listening when <laughs> your sister chimes in. Yeah. No, yeah, I got great positive feedback about family. Good for your dad family. listening to podcasts. Oh, yeah, my dad doesn't even, I don't even think he could find the app. Oh, my mom. Yeah. No. no it, well, I sent him a And link. she wants to. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, I wish, I wish. There's just no way for me to figure <laughs> It truly couldn't be easier. Yeah. <laughs> mm, she'd find a way. So, uh, we mentioned this before. You're from Missouri originally. Mm-hmm. Should we oh, like, go Missouri. back? Well, yeah, we, we do like to do a deep dive. Deep dive, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. The very, very origin. Go spelunking into okay. my... Yes, Missouri. into your inner depths. Where in Missouri? St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, well, that's the that's the place. Yeah, there's even a Missouri. thing, like, if you're from St. Louis, you don't really say you're from Missouri, you just say you're from St. Louis. Oh, <laughs> you're like, you don't want the Missouri thinking. side of St. Louis. That's Kansas, you're thinking. Kansas City, you're thinking. Oh, gotcha. St. Louis is in the middle of the city. No, it, it's, it's on the border, but it's like, safely if you're in St. Louis, in you're, yeah, yeah, you're safely in Missouri. <laughs> gotcha. Um, gotcha. Cause, but Kansas City, Kansas literally, can yeah, it straddles. And that's where Andy Cohen is from, right? Oh, Kansas. No, St. Louis. Louis? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. If well, that's true, I watch his show. Um, <clears throat> Does he talk about that? Uh, constantly, he has like arches, and he, he tell you, really he's a big fan of whatever the baseball <sighs> team is. Which, the Cardinals, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't know that. You should not know that. I, sh- I don't. used to. I used to like trade baseball cards, you know, in the seventies. <laughs> Were you a sports fan growing Me? up? Me? Yeah. No. Did you no. ever play any sports at all? Yes, my ballet. dad. My dad. Yeah, ballet. Ballet. <laughs> uh, the way I did it was a sport. Um, no, my dad um, was a big proponent of little league. He he put me on most little league teams. He coached half of them. <laughs> totally. It was really a prison. Were you? Uh, <laughs> were you terrible? Did you hate it? Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, I, I have no good no good memories. The best memories were rainouts when I you got there and it was raining and they're like, "We're gonna call it." I'm like, like "Oh thank God!" I was terrible as well. I hated Little League, um, but weirdly, like the few times I've played softball as an adult, <laughs> just I can crushed it. Not hit the ball. I'm well, it's like, the size of a grapefruit. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, why? I, Crap. I, I, don't, I was like, I, I so rarely hit Where the ball. Where does all of this, your natural... This never there. happened in Little League. I can completely relate to this. I think I do have an aptitude for... Ath- like, I have good hand-eye coordination. And I can, like, do them. I just have no interest. Like, I just remember, like... N- being midway through soccer and not knowing the positions, like the your your front blonde, I'm like what does that do? You know, like yeah. run, gay 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 panic. Man, gay he really did do it through the, the ringer with the sports. I hated soccer too. Oh my god, there's too much open space. Never and, like, played soccer. Yeah, you have a ball. Like what I really hated was fielding. You know, in you know, in little league. You know, oh, being like, waiting for the ball to come. Yeah, like oh, standing. In all of it. You're making you're making my heart rate increase. Praying that it, it doesn't come. come yeah. me. And I think I knew I wouldn't be able to field it very well. Or they put miss me it as far away. Me too. Left field. Yeah, just deep. Sometimes, right sometimes field, they would like add, add like an 
extra outfielder. You know, it's like you go way, in way there, the ball goes and then this kid the plays in front of you to actually play the position. You see the, you see the park on the other side of the fence. There, go there. <laughs> well, I wonder if now, if we if we did it now, we'd have a different outlook on it. It would be fun now because I would do a gay league, and then you could meet. Well, a lot now of as an adult, you mean? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm fine to play softball. I still don't love fielding, but I don't care either. Exactly. You know, it's like I'm not worried. They about have that, that varsity gay league in um, L.A., which is all gay teams. Yeah, For all the different nice. sports. That would be fun. I I've mean, subbed in on that. bowling. I'm sure you've subbed in. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively. Uh, um, no, they have bowling. Like, I only sub. I only sub. Uh, <laughs> Uh, bowling though I did that it's Monday nights at that um, place down in like Koreatown it's so crazy gays take over that bowling alley which one is it? Uh, like, I want to say Chateau. Chateau oh Chateau Lanes yes in Koreatown Mondays yeah, for sure it's such a funny bowling alley we went? Yeah. it's like very 60s looking right? yeah, yeah. or what I, I imagine to be are, 60s yeah. yeah just old yeah. looking yeah. yeah 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 a blast from the past mm-hmm. yeah I've been there it's, it's super fun Monday nights bowling Although it's, you know, sports where you drink while you play or can. They're not like super sports to me. You, well, you can drink during any sport if you're yeah, enough of an true. alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Marathon running. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what sport I would like enjoy, but li- oh, tennis. Because it's like a one man. I don't want to play with someone. I want to play by myself. I can see you as a tennis player. I enjoy tennis a lot. Yeah. I, I, I love playing tennis. I don't it's play like the most lot. graceful, I think, of the yeah. sports. Well, and it's a, you know it's a fun way to get exercise. Mm-hmm. You know why mm-hmm. not? I like it. Yeah. So you didn't do a lot of sports. No, I didn't <laughs> theater. There's a thing called the Muni in St. Louis, Missouri. It's like America's oldest, largest outdoor theater. It, oh. it seats like 12,000 people. Is it like a summer stock? Summer stock, yeah. They do seven shows throughout the summer. Why is it the oldest? Was it created for some nefarious, like, white, uh, the World's white Fair, power I think. reason or something? Uh, yeah, what, they, they, burn, they burn people of color on it first. <laughs> now! <laughs> uh, they still do, no. <laughs> no, it's... Missouri! <laughs> yeah, right? But it's great. It's, I did that from, like, 10 to 18. And I think nice. that's what really like. And that's you just what, did shows all the time there. During the summer. Did you? Were you kind of like parents? Parents, I want to be an actor. Type um. Thing, or... Yeah. I mean, like, I grew up pretty poor, and I think that was a real escape for me. And being like a little queer kid and not really knowing yeah. how to deal with it, like that was like a world. Like I took dance class about. I did take a ton of dance when I yeah. from ten on. I took a like voice dance well, dancing. You find acting. a community, you yeah. know, of accepting like-minded loving, people. Yeah. You know, when you when you do theater, you know, as a kid, and it's it's an it's an amazing escape because like unlike that, you know, horrible feeling standing out there in left field, like no, please don't mm-hmm. let the ball mm-hmm. come to me. Instead, you're just like let the ball come Yay! to me. Yeah. You're you like know, I have to play. put makeup on. <laughs> I'm it's ready for my, for my number. Yeah, <laughs> and you get like you I want you get praise for it. You're like oh yeah. he's talented, like well, he's yeah. special. And you, you know, get applause. Yeah. and and you know and tap shoes. Well, yeah. Do you remember your first show? I didn't really show? dance, but I did do theater. My first show, Joseph and the Amazing Technical Art. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that a perennial. So Missouri, that's so funny. Yeah. Or I guess any small town USA, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then it's oddly, a good musical, though. I, I love it. One of the, just the kids, like they have a kids like chorus that's like on stage the whole time. Oh, just okay. like adding to the numbers. Oh, so there was adults starring in this. The Muni is like a like an equity it's theater legit. house. It's like oh, a yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful big theater, and then they have kids from St. Louis, kids and teens, the Muni kids and Muni teens who are like ensemble gotcha. and like they. So by the time you hit eighteen, were you like, hey, um, old time uh, now? Did someone yeah, like discover of. you in the chorus? Like that kid's mm, gonna be a star. That one. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely got like I started getting parts and stuff like that. Um, not quickly, but like. You know, After I got featured and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. Act. Will Rogers Jr. and the Will Rogers Follies. Oh, great oh, musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played that part twice. Isn't that? Did you? Is it, did you? Did you play any parts I've twice? I've never played a role twice. No. Oh, okay. Never. Mm. Except mm, in the bedroom. Like, no. Ah, <laughs> back to subbing. <laughs> uh, great minds think alike. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, oh, music school, and then I went to college. Indiana University for musical theater. In Indiana, is that correct? That is where they put it. 
Cool. Well, you know that sometimes the name of the state doesn't match the city. Like, sure, like Phoenix, city, Missouri, or. And then when you graduate, when you graduated, where did you go from there? I I went home for the summer <clears throat> just to save money. Study, Excuse me for three did months. Did you study theater? Music there? theater, yeah. And is that why you picked Indiana? Because it's got a good theater program? You know what's crazy? So they have an amazing music school. Uh-huh. So they had great like dance and voice, but the musical theater program is now pretty great. It was being developed when I was there. So they took like two boys and two girls my year and above me. Uh-huh. To, to guinea pig the musical theater program. So oh, I was okay. a guinea pig. So so you built it from scratch. From the ground up. <laughs> yeah. I Those know you kids so, going there now owe it all to you. Did so much musical You're theater. Welcome. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's my basis. And then I just, I always knew I wanted to do TV and film, so instead of New York, I went. Yeah. And I think, honestly, <clears throat> I studied it in college because it was. I tried to go to school for broadcast journalism. After one semester, I was very bored, and like I auditioned for one of the main stage shows at IU, mm-hmm. and I got in. And you were As like, a okay, non-major, I, I, I was like, "They're calling they need me. me. To <laughs> they need me." <laughs> <laughs> so then I yeah. And so you went back to Missouri, mm-hmm. pa- oh, saved money for three months. Yeah, yeah, and then moved to LA. So I've been uh, the August. What month is it? July. Oh my god. August 18th will be my 10 year anniversary in LA. Congratulations. Thanks. It does mean something. I always forget how old you are. Yeah. I'm 32. (laughs) Let it be known. 10 year anniversary. Wow. No, I think you're like 21 years. Wow. Where'd you come from? New York. Okay. Like, where in New York? Uh, Well, I was living in, in the city, Chelsea, when I moved here. Is that where you grew up? I grew up in, on the Upper East Side, but then mainly in a little town across the river from New York. Okay. Um, called Palisades, New York. Cute. We have a Palisades here. Yes. We do. Yes. yes. I've gone to be a servant there. <laughs> yeah. Same. Cater waiter at yep. many a party in the Palisades. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Um, so, 10 years. Mm-hmm. How's, how's it treating you? Now, great. How did you? <laughs> so when you moved here, were you alone? Oh, no, I moved. With, I, I bought a one-way plane ticket, flying in on the same night as my best friend from college. Aww. And we shared, uh, my friend had a rich boyfriend who had like a house here. Yeah, and nice. so we shared their attic bedroom. It was like kind of an old house by the Grove. They had these like cottages by the Grove. They used to at least. Wait, so you shared you a bedroom sh- with her why? instead of hers? With him. <clears throat> So why? me and my best friend moved in with why didn't, our friend and his husband. Why didn't the friend share the room with the, the boyfriend? Well, yeah, they did. They had the master bedroom, and me and my best friend from college shared the attic bedroom. Oh, so it wasn't her boyfriend. It was... It's a boy. They, uh, they're all men. These are all gay guys we're talking about. Oh, uh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, that's great. So like, he had moved out here a year before us. He was a year older than us. Met his boyfriend. They fell in love. The boyfriend's older, richer, has a house. Gotcha. And We he, moved into their house. He was like, I got two... Uh, two two uh, young... Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Some he was like, bring guys. them all in. Let's make it a little uh, house full of gays. Yeah. That's so sweet. That's so cute. So where was that? In the By city? the Grove. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a good location to move yeah. to the city. And I worked at the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove when I first moved here, <laughs> which is the worst job of my life. <laughs> yeah. I would not want to work at the Grove. It was, oh, it's horrible. Do you it's still the worst get place. flashbacks I, yes, when you go? Yeah. I literally had a, a server nightmare. If you guys have ever served, have yes. you ever had a server nightmare? Yes. They can't get to the tables, the baby's crying, the food's coming out wrong, everyone's mad at you. Just all night. I've never done that. And you still Good have to memorize you. your lines for the show. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're a waiter. Uh, but yeah, I moved there. And then, yeah, a lot of my early years in L.A., like, I talk pretty openly about this. I'm in recovery from drugs and alcohol a little over two and a half years now. But the first, like, five, six years I was here mm-hmm. were felt like a complete wash. I was 22 to 27 and just, like, living it up, like, kind of auditioning but like mainly just like partying and like being like a midwestern gay boy let loose in los angeles yeah <clears throat> getting your getting that out i kind of did guess. that in chicago a lot when i moved there i was 23 and it was like oh my god and yeah then i was going to grad school but i was also just like partying a lot not really i think as focused as i have gotten 
I had done that in high school. You know, um, <laughs> she got an early like, start. I was doing lines. Yeah, <laughs> I really was. I mean, I you know, I mean, to, you know, the drinking and going out and you know, partying. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't really mixed with like the gay thing because I was like deeply closeted and you know. When did you um, come out? Not until after I graduated college, which is oh, such wow. a waste. Well, um, there are people who come out much later. That's true. And you were still sticking it in people and getting, having Stuck sex. in it? No, I wasn't. Oh, you weren't. You weren't. Were you sticking it in girls? Yeah. Wow. Do you have uh, any kids? Uh, no. That <laughs> <laughs> you know of. Nope. No, okay. Nope, definitely don't. <laughs> Interesting. Do you know what? why you didn't come out? Was it family or like well, situational? Well, my family wasn't. Yeah supportive of it um and i knew they wouldn't be i i waited till i was um about to move to la to tell them um and i don't know just the times you know I not mean, as it, not as easy I, yeah i'm 48 now so you know this is in the like in the 80s and, oh god um like you know hiv aids epidemic timing well yeah like so my my becoming aware that i was gay coincided with the gay panic know, news about like you know oh you know this that can gay sex can kill you and so that was very traumatizing i think i was really affected by that and so i didn't really want to come out and then also i just wasn't i don't know i i didn't see a path towards anything yeah you didn't say there were no there was no there was no not a single gay person out in my high school a very small marginal group in my in college and i was like do I want to like voluntarily put myself, myself in this little oh, box and, and so like, much not, harder, you know, uh, you know, and just have like these twelve people as friends, <laughs> you know? I mean, I did get to know some of them later, um, and I wish I had been able to be open, um, but you know, I mean, that just was my path. I, I completely relate. Just even like it's just hard to come out. At least it was even when I was younger. Like, when did you come out? <clears throat> I made the clean break when I went to college. But I told girlfriends and stuff. In high, I told girlfriends and close guy friends in high school. That's what I did. But like, literally, like my family was not. There was nothing about them that made me think it was unsafe for me to be gay or like unloved if I was gay. Maybe my like extended family were just like rough around the edges. But like in high school, I started the Gay Straight Alliance. I was one of the founding members. As yeah, a straight guy, but as a so straight crazy. guy, that's yeah. that's crazy. It just goes like, to show you how hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to make yourself the odd man out. Like, yeah, I came out my senior year of high school, <laughs> and I was like the only. I was like the first person to ever come out in my high school. Pioneer. Pine trailblazer, <laughs> even about that. <laughs> but um, it is hard to put yourself out there on display a little bit. Yeah. But, you know that the other gays are there. You know that they're all Or I mean, sure. I have a history of like closest friends who are gay, you know, but we, you know, like from elementary school on, but they weren't out and neither was I, you know, there was, I was one point where yeah. I almost came out to my, my closest friend in high school but didn't, and he didn't come out to me. And then this is even, even after, even while we were in college, I, we, he went to Cornell and I went to Penn and we, we met up in New York one time and he asked me to drop him off at like right? this gay, this black gay bar somewhere downtown New York. Oh, that sounds um, great. <laughs> he's, a, he's an African-American gentleman. Um, and even then, I think, I think we went and saw the crying game. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, well, you dropped me off at such and such place, and which I didn't even know what it was. And so, but I did look it up and I figured it out, but we still didn't talk about it. That's you know? crazy. And I lived with a, a gay friend from college. We got a place together in Boston my first year out of college. And my friend chose the gay neighborhood, uh, the South End, on like the gayest block in the South End. Everyone was gay on the block. And um, we stayed in the closet to each other for like four months. Oh my God. 
That is crazy. Both gay. Both going independently, going to gay bars and clubs. That is so crazy. And it wasn't until, like, you know, our upstairs neighbor saw me in, at... <laughs> Outed you? you know, kissing <laughs> a sex, guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> having I, full-on I, anal in the hallway. Like, having <laughs> sex together, we still <laughs> have to come out. <laughs> you say it first. No, you say it first. And so he told my, na- my, my roommate, Rick, and then... And Rick said... We should like let's have a drink tonight after work and 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 talk like, and so then he, he finally said well you know our upstairs neighbor saw you making out with a guy at chaps so i'm gathering your gay um, oh so he still outed no, you first, first. <laughs> right. right and then he's like and i wanted to tell you that i am gay you know that is so funny and now then, that i have this shit on you <laughs> i feel a lot safer <laughs> And I, I had never spoken about it with anyone. I just remember that physical sensation of I used to drive around so uncomfortable. Yeah, but it was such a relief. I used to drive around in my mom's like green blazer, and I would like I'd be like I'm gay, I'm gay. I would like say I'm gay out loud because you know like that's like you never say that when you're in the closet. Yeah. So to like to I would practice. I remember it, it felt so weird. It felt so like saying a bad word almost. You needed a blazer to say that. My I'm wearing a coat too. I know. It's like I was in my mom's green blazer, just like a power suit. Is that a car? <laughs> is that a car? It is a yeah. car. It is a car. It is a type of car. It's a big manly car. I didn't car. go. I, I did so not. My mom won the Masters golf tournament. And I in that blazer. blazer, I was like, I've got to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really get that. No, no, no. I was more surprised. A lot of lesbians came out from high school who I didn't suspect and or lesbians were even deeper closeted when I was mm. interesting younger. one of the girls I dated in like middle school is a lesbian now mm. yeah I just thought that was funny that the two gay kids were like you seem safe yeah exactly <laughs> right you find each other that's interesting I didn't I don't think I ever dated a lesbian woman so how'd you get into stand up um, I got, to, uh, when I was in LA, uh, I think I was pursuing acting or trying to super disenchanted by how it seemed to go. Like, were you just doing the auditioning trying to get an agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headshots. And it was just like, oh, I'm trying so hard to get like this, this paper towel commercial. And I like didn't, yeah. nothing, none of it was feeding like any passion yeah. really for me. Mm-hmm. Just clawing to get these dumb things or student films that like didn't go anywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've always loved comedy, always. And like some coworkers were doing stand up and one of them just signed me up for a show, like a bringer show. And like oh, yeah. 40 of my friends came <clears throat> and I like had a fluke of a good set because when you're your first time, like it's going to be like, Awkward or whatever, but it was just a good. I had a I had a great time. See, that's why your partying paid off because you had forty friends to bring to a show. Dude, it was an and of course the booker loved me because I made her like four hundred dollars totally in one night. But yeah, then she kept booking me and it's just been a roller coaster. I I took some time off from stand up. It, it, but it's it's become something that I'm so in control of, and I love that. It's like I put in time writing, I put in time performing, I'm seeing results. Yeah. Because I feel like I, I, I don't think I could ever just act. I, I There's so much chance involved with acting mm-hmm. and so much waiting around involved with acting. And stand-up is something I can literally like manipulate when I leave this room. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, you have to create your own opportunities. Yeah. You, know, you can't just sit around thinking like, you know, someone's going to find that, you know, I'm going to audition for the perfect thing and then that's going to lead to this and that and Well, the other. you go, to, you get that perfect audition and there's 18 other guys who look exactly like you right. who right. might have pull. And now that I'm making a name for myself in stand-up, I'm being presented with acting opportunities. Of course. Like, they're like, this is for you. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, I feel that way too. I feel like the more I've kind of done my own stuff and put myself out then you get that feedback of the people that are just like hey I saw you in this or I noticed you you're here. perfect for this thing I know you can yeah also being in the city I think for longer and having you know made some connections and you start to see things I think when I first moved here Daryl who we work with Zach and I work together if y'all didn't know this yeah um, uh, he was like you know after about three years in the city I started noticing that people that I randomly met from like when I first moved here just people that you start to get to know 
things come back to you in an interesting or a weird way with like opportunities or yeah. just projects and stuff like that. Well, because it is a smaller, it's smaller than we think of the mm-hmm. people who are really doing stuff and booking and working and writing and creating. Like, yeah, people are always like, there's a million people in LA, but that's filled with a lot of fluff. A like. lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, uh, what's it like as a gay comic? Um, do you find that you're like, um, ghettoized at all or your opportunities aren't as as great like they you won't get booked on certain nights and or at bigger venues or like like the For mainstream sure. thing it's um it's really interesting that like uh there are a bunch of gay comics but we're never on the same show together because yeah i'm a box that they check which is fine and like it, it, it just feels like it i don't know when it won't be a straight guy's world the stand-up yeah. comedy scene it's it's I mean, it's, it's gotta be the same for women yeah you know, it's, it's, there's a certain number of women that they'll book if there's eight people on the lineup six of them are straight guys one of them's a woman one of them's a gay guy that's crazy for the most part yeah and sometimes it's all eight are straight guys yeah you can see that just like when you drive by the comedy store or whatever oh yeah all the names on the which is are... the smartest way to do it because that doesn't really fit the demographic of the audience like no. I don't I mean I don't have I like I perfectly love straight guys but I would rather see a different set with a lot and, of different people in yeah. it than just eight straight guys so every show that I've ever uh, produced like it's quite the opposite I try to get as many like uh, minority voices and then like one or two straight guys and even then like not straight white guys like a straight person of color right nice yeah Yeah. it's just like it's so boring when you hear the same and usually whether they want to or not there's like often a really misogynistic or like homophobic like undertone to straight guys comedy but and that's part of like like you said like if you're booking it it's part of like the need for representation like whatever that movement is that women are doing saying what 50 50 you know or whatever Hmm. you know just coming out of me too it's just like okay well this is a problem that exists because there are not enough women in positions of power sure. and running studios, you know, whatever. Being heard um, in And the same with, with um, you know, gays, you know. And whenever, like, a gay person has run something, they haven't championed gays. Like, what is David Gethin? Or they're in the closet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hookers come to their hotel room. Yeah. Well, right. Coming out years later. Yeah. When they're or, forced to, but even, when, the even if they are out, <laughs> I don't, I don't notice anyone being like a particular champion, you know. Of it's it's a bummer, and I'm trying to change my perspective on this because I'm not a hundred percent that it's true. It doesn't feel like gay men are very supportive of other gay men. I don't know how to explain why we don't have like a gay Beyonce. Like, why isn't there a gay guy performer? That because yeah. we are good at like no, we are good not. at the arts. We are we thrive in the arts. I think it's maybe because they're probably like you said, it's that checkbox. So maybe gay guys sometimes look at each other as the competition and like, oh well if he gets it then I'm not going Someone to Someone explained to me that instead it's, of saying like yeah. we can all get it. There's trophy a, or competition where we either praise as a trophy or see yeah, as competition. Yeah, there's a weird dynamic. I was talking to a friend about this last night who was a director and, and a writer and starting out at the same time years ago as a lot of other, you know, gay um, filmmakers and people that have come executives are very successful. And, like, he felt put in a real, in a category, like, you know, like people wanted to sleep with him, you know, and, and when he tried to like make that about more about work, you know, like, there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of support. Traction. Yeah. yeah. You know, it wasn't like people didn't like, I want to champion you. And like, like there, there were things that could, that people could have done because they're running shows or, you know, have this big job at HBO or whatever and they, and could have, you know, championed. Uh, him and others, and um, that didn't happen. Right. It's yeah, it's a bummer. I think that tide may be changing. Yeah, there's shifts. There's shifts. Yeah, shifts. and there's always exceptions. There are people that like pull, you know, pull people up with them and try. But it's like and- it'd be great if Tyler Perry came out. Okay, Tyler. Oh Perry, my yeah. God! But he's so not. He, he's not going to be ever be that gay. person. 
Yes, of course. Oh, Tyler Perry's gay. Oh God, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't really know much about Tyler Perry. I mean, he's he a mogul. He's a motion any, picture. Does he make anything gay? No, that's, that's why what I think I've never made that connection. And his whole audience is like Christian, yeah. African Americans who don't approve of that. But like him being an out proud Queen Latifah, you know what I mean? Like, It'd be nice if she came out. Yeah. These people, like, it's not. What do you mean I, they don't? Wait, they're gay, but they're not like. Right, they've never said it. They're not. That is crazy. Queen Latifah closeted. Queen Latifah, I knew was gay, but I see Elliot. Of course, anyone with with an ounce of gaydar (laughs) knows Queen Latifah is gay. But yeah, it's just like, uh, and it's not their job. Like their personal life is their personal life. Sure. It could just like if they didn't feel so much shame or like fear around it, they could be changing the world. It's It's a remnant of a certain time. I do think it will change. I think as younger people like that have that kind of success, you know, that won't, won't have the experience that time where they thought they needed to be in the closet to do anything. Right. You know, so I I guess it just blows my mind that these people with so much, like you can't take away their success at and this I point. I feel like once right, you accept what? yourself and come out, even then you become even more successful. Even though maybe there's a like, look at Ellen. There oh, was that Ellen a huge was black for, for a minute, minute, but now she's like a fucking she's mogul. Ellen, and she's she, beloved, and nobody yeah, can her. nobody can touch her, touch her because she's so out about it, and she she's like, that's my brand, and, yeah. and she's like, this is who I am, and then you become even more powerful. Are you on her radar at all? Do you have any interaction? I don't think I am. Right. I in a joke in one of my god it's old now but one of my like opening like blah 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 who am I I say I look like a lesbian like yeah. I don't look like you do I, and I say I look like Ellen and Portia's handsome daughter <laughs> and it gets a huge it's been getting a laugh for four years I think uh-huh. and I just can't stop saying it because I, I know it's yeah, like a safe sure. thing but I, I hope I will be on her radar at some point. Yeah, you would think. I would think that she would um, dig your sensibility. Well, when she's when she's listening when to she's the listening pot, to the pot, Ellen, <laughs> Ellen sub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No. We should talk about uh, out on stage. Oh yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. What? what? This actually led up. Yeah, I don't know if you guys planned it, but that was we that did. was smooth. This the transition. Five minutes is always oh, very <laughs> highly, highly. Before you got here, we were like, okay, let's get T-ball in. Let's get subbing. Me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jacques Cousteau. We had to hit Jacques Cousteau. Minute forty-four. We're gonna segue right into your new film. Out on stage is a Fathom event, if you've ever heard of that. They put kind of like, no. uh, they put like, I wouldn't use the word obscure, but uh, events. They're like movie theater events. So it's like, see, you know, Fan of the Opera from Broadway in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Or see the Nutcracker yeah. in the movie theater. Right. You've, uh, you've probably seen it at some point in an advertisement. So this is a, a Fathom event. It's called Out on Stage. It's a 90-minute uh, queer stand-up presentation. So it's basically going to feature 17 mainly gay men, also some lesbian women mm-hmm. doing stand-up about about like 10 to 12 different topics. I'm the host of the movie, so you'll see me throughout the film introducing these topics, basically. Fantastic. And what's it called? Out on Stage. Out on Stage. Mm-hmm. So is it... Um... And there's never been one before? That sounds like a very... I don't. To my knowledge, it's yeah. the first like as a film. Yeah, queer feature film presentation. Are you like on camera introducing, or are you like narrating the book? I'm on camera. So, so it, have you have you shot it yet? Yeah. Are you on? It, 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 it's it comes out July July 20, Tuesday July twenty fourth eight p.m. If you go to fathomevents.com, enter out on stage. It'll prompt you to enter your zip code. It's playing in over two hundred and fifty theaters across Amazing. America. Um, and we'll also put that link in. Um, with all the info oh, yeah. that we released as well. So yeah, so it started in um, Deku is a gay streaming service, kind of like gay Netflix. Yes. They approached me about doing a stand-up special. I wasn't quite ready for that. They pitched a six-episode stand-up series featuring uh, queer comedians mm-hmm. that I'd be the host of. So we shot that. We shot 18 10-minute sets. And is this like, was this like in a theater in LA or... Like a live studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a studio. Comedy Dynamics is the other producing partner. Comedy Dynamics is a Nacelle company. Nacelle does a lot of Netflix's comedy stuff. Gotcha. Comedy Dynamics does a lot of, like, um, they have a series called Coming to the Stage on Hulu. 
gotcha. features like yes. up and coming comedians. And so you were just you were hosting as you would a stand up show. Correct. I was the first comic in those eighteen comics they taped, and then I hosted the rest of them. So I was just there, like introducing, making jokes, kind of keeping the audience alive. Yeah. So they put all of these together. So in basically, one about a month and a half ago, they told me it's being reworked from a six episode series into a ninety minute feature event. My stand-up, no longer in it, but we reshot me in West Hollywood doing, like, man-on-the-street interviews, kind of talking to people about the ten topics you'll see in the film. Oh, Sex, that's cool. religion, politics, Fun. family. So I'm there to kind of just, like, break it up and keep it moving. But you're going to... There's so many... So many great comics are in it. So it should be really fun. Very cool. And, like, I'm hoping, like, this whole gay men supporting th- each other thing, like, I, I, I hope that people will turn up and buy a ticket and see this. Yeah. Because if if it doesn't if it's not seen or if it's if the numbers don't reflect, you know, people wanting to see this, then, then there's, there's less not of it. Be as much interest, yeah. So I hope people can get over their maybe like jealous feelings or they're like, you know, uh gay guy you know, like I hope there's a they can see the better good. Look, just because Zach didn't sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> Which he probably did. <laughs> just because you didn't like it. <laughs> uh, it's so, it's the 24th, that's a Tuesday? Uh-huh. Um, and then it, does it play for the week? Just Good. one night so only. One night only. And so then they Tuesday kind of, at 8 p.m. Do they kind of... In L.A., where's where it playing? In L.A., it's playing at City Walk, uh, oh, Century okay. City, and Baldwin Hills, AMC Theaters. I will go see it in Century City. Oh, amazing. To, to uh, pitch this, I think we're going to do downtown, it. City Walk right? The City Walk, Universal City Walk. Like, uh, Universal oh, Studios. Oh, oh, like, that's... Gotcha, that gotcha, cra- gotcha, I think yes. that's where a lot of the comics are going to go see it, because we're going to, like, just, like, traipse around... Oh, cute. ...that little setting and, like, just be... Did you know a lot of the comics before the shoot? Yeah, so yeah. I got to be a consulting producer on the project. And you helped choose the comics? I helped... I, I provided them a master list of basically every comic, queer comic I knew... Nice. And um, then they picked from not there. every good one, just every. I mean, one. of course, I, 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 I people I thought would be ready for a ten minute set, yeah, yeah. which is most of them, you know. Like I was yeah. like, and like I'd rather have them pick and like it be out of my hands. I yeah, think. no, that's smart. So, yeah, cool. but I'm really excited about it. It's very weird to think. Uh, that a project I did is going to be in theaters because yeah. you know what I mean. It's like that's, such a, so that's a great thing. Like speaking of like support, you know, gays supporting each other or whatever. Like that's a great thing that you did. You know, given this list and like, hey, you know, um, you you're providing these people a showcase. That's great. Oh, I'm yeah. I I like I'm overjoyed to yeah. do it. I, mean, I would never think that my set in any way you know supersedes all these other voices, you know? So you yeah. might as well get, like, a sampling. Creating a platform for, for all these people. A and poo-poo maybe, platter of gay. A poo-poo! <laughs> maybe it'll lead to other opportunities for you to do that, you know? I mean, just, like... Absolutely. Do you host any shows around town? Yeah, oh, I have a monthly show um, in Silver Lake, behind Whole Foods 365, in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's called Brunch. Behind and it's, there? I used it's, to live over there. Oh, yeah, it's on India Street. It's, like, a residential neighborhood. This yeah, this. Is. This how this family hosts us because um, the I lived right up the street on Lakeview. My Terrace. friend just bought a house on Lakeview in India. It's like the corner. Yeah. I, it's a cute neighborhood. I was right there. Yeah. It's crazy. She's like the big deck that kind of comes out on the yeah. corner. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um. So that's my co-host, Peggy Sinnott. You guys should look her up. She's a fantastic, wonderfully smart lovable comedian her and i host brunch it's a 1 p.m sunday show in this backyard and uh it's great it's a a diverse lineup always um we're sponsored by 3b auto brokers so the mimosas and muffins and stuff are complimentary and uh if you you donate some money to the comics at the end of the show basically if you throw five bucks in august 12th uh, is okay. our next show oh. Sunday August 12th oh that sounds I'm so fun I mean I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are you gonna be there you gotta, you gotta get to no, that sounds great August 12th we should, we should check it out we yeah. should yeah. I would be such some kind of I've seen I've me. seen Zach oh, yeah. live at Akbar oh my oh that's such a small show it was such a small show but you were hilarious you cracked me up I know you very well so yeah. it was like 
easy for me because I was like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, this is, yeah, I know yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. But you were so cute on stage. Thanks, you know when you yeah. see your friends, like, it's like, oh, yes, yes, they're yes, doing yes. something. Where do they do that? Back in the where the dance floor is. They do, yeah, it in, yeah, in that, that back bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've oh, never seen so that's. I'm on that show Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, Drunk on Stage. It's hosted by Bruce Daniels and Aaron Foley. It's one of the longest running like shows in LA. Well, you're it's... not gonna be drunk. No, <laughs> no. Nathan will be there drinking for me. Yeah, <laughs> Zach gives me the free tickets, and then I go like, Yeah. We look kind of similar. No, we don't look similar at all. No, you don't. But only in spirit. <laughs> only in we have a similar spirit. That's sub spirit. <laughs> This has been sponsored by the word sub. <laughs> and it's all my doing. It has I really got come stuck up on it. Right <laughs> it always comes up when Zach and I talk. Really. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't not. Strifle and I have had sex with a lot of the same people. Yes, we have. Usually <laughs> Zach have? first. Usually I come to work and be like, Zach, Zach, I had this hookup or I had this. And Zach was like, oh yeah, I had sex with him. <laughs> that happened like four different times. It's okay, pretty, we'll it's special. We're no, special. you know, it means I'm I'm on the right path. path. Yeah, you're going to be a comedy all-star <laughs> in, in such a short time. Okay, I'm doing the right, hitting all the dips. Doing the right people. The dips, yeah. Have you ever done um, any content together? Like, uh, like. Have we? Just this. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we threatened to have a thing called Strifle Towers. Because that's still going to happen. It's our last names. Yeah, and that's, yeah. yeah. That's gold. You should buy yeah, a building. Towers. Yeah, we should. Honestly. See, I keep just thinking Realistic. Paris. Like that we're in Paris. Mm. Uh, we, we need to make something happen at some point. I never once noticed how close Strifle is to Eiffel. Eiffel. <laughs> is he puts the strife in Eiffel. I do. I do. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but I'm surprised you haven't roped him into one of your sketches on YouTube. I will. I have some ideas for him. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna be in. You have to if I ask you. Okay. I'm saying. I that. sounds like I don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your Killer Friends. Um, oh, I saw that, that you too. did. Oh yeah. Uh, Zach, you, you directed that, right? Wrote, directed, yeah. produced, starred. Yeah. If you want to get some. Um, I love how there's like this this girl in it who's not at all fat. And yeah. You're shaming her constantly. Fat. That's Peggy's in it. That's my brunch co-host. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Zach, if you, if you check on YouTube and check Zach's channel out, he has a lot of. Uh, funny, interesting content on there. And one of them is a short film that he directed, wrote, and produced called Killer Friends. Was yeah. that the first time you directed a film? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great. Did you... It looks so good. Dude, it did really well. It won the best... It won Best Short and Overall Audience Award for Dances with Films two years ago. So it was played in Lamley Theaters for two weeks to Dang. qualify for Oscar consideration. Oh my god. Isn't that weird? That is so cool. And he played such a hateful Yeah. yeah you're really good <laughs> at playing friends bitches. want to kill you. Well, you know what's so funny? We were talking about before, like, waiting for opportunities to come, and I was like, I just wrote myself the part that I wanted to play, which mm-hmm. was like a really, a little twat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I did it. And your I made hair, it. your hair was like so a long, swoopy. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. But um, yeah, I'm really proud of that. And it looks good because it was the thing I said from the beginning with the production team. I was like, I don't want this to look like some shitty, yeah. you know, web thing. I want it to look like a movie. And totally. I think they delivered. Um, did you shoot at night? Uh-huh. Uh, that Was it difficult? Everything went wrong on that shoot, yeah. Really? Yeah, like, we drove everything. Like, nothing was ready for the rental when we went there. It was raining when we started to drive. Everyone's like, should we call it? I just put, like, $6,000 on my credit card to rent all this stuff. Everyone had called off work to, like, do it, to work for free and stuff. Right. And then we got there, and, like, we set up. We missed all the dusk shots that we were trying to go for the first day. It was 10.30 p.m. We're about to take the first shot with me and that guy smoking weed in the in the garden. And they go turn on the last light and the generator blows. So then we're all just sitting in the woods oh in the dark God. at 10.30 p.m. Like having Where lost a day. Where were you shooting? Um, uh, Reseda or... It was like an hour away. It was like an hour outside of L.A. We had rented two like cabins to sleep in and then we shot in the woods around it. Oh, that's a smart idea. It was cool. And, like, the people who live kind of nearby, like, came to, like, watch. It was cute. It was... Oh, that's awesome. But, yeah, everything everything went wrong. And then we <laughs> still got all the shots in, and then it wound up being... It, I'm so proud of it. 
Oh, it's no, really it's good. Really good. It's, I was it's, surprised. It's actually not good. Of it. Not. That's you know, okay. That was see, rude, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, just I you was see, surprised <laughs> that you made something. Watchable. No, there's just a lot of content on the web, and so you know, you don't, I don't have any expectations for anything. That's the best way to watch you know, anything. Yeah, basement expectations. Yeah, you're yeah. super hateful. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. really Is there anything else we want you want to plug before we um, wrap it up? Or? No, I mean, follow me on Instagram. That's where I want to be followed. Yeah, Zach's very prolific on there. It does prolific mean slutty? Prolific. Yeah. <laughs> no, you put out a lot. You put out a lot of content. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Zach Noe Towers, Z A C H N O E T O W E R S. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to like pick a platform and like get followers on it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because so many of our contracts these days are truly dictated by followers. I know it's such an odd mm. time to be living. And <laughs> yeah. For a while, I was like, no, I'm going to be talented and blah, blah. No, no, bitch. Like, <laughs> you're going to play by the rules and, like, you're going to do it this way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. It's hard to buck that system. What are you going to, like, revolutionize? Yeah. No. You know, well, when like, you have good content, it makes it, it is. easier. Yeah. Amen. Preach. Well, and people will find it, you know? Exactly. That's what I found, too. If you just stick true to what you think is funny or good... It takes a while to develop and fine tune your taste, but I think yeah. once you do, people come to expect something. And yeah, and you're, you, you know, you've got support from, you know, platforms like Deku and others, Hell yeah. and like that's great. You know, it's all building. I agree completely. Building relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks up. for having me on. Thanks so much, Zach Noe Towers. Zach Noe Towers, that's me. And if you love us, you know, obviously give us five star ratings, blah, 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 blah. Tell your friends, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. Bye. Until next time. Bye.